Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia Tobin. I'm here with my friend, Jessica Delisle. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm just fabulous. Oh, you're fabulous. That's fabulous. That's wonderful. Oh, so fabulous. How are you? Oh, okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah, I know. This is uh, for the listener, a little peek behind the curtain. Uh we were the meat curtain. You, it's meat curtain. The peak behind our meat <laughs> curtains. Mm-hmm. You have to go to Patreon for that. Yeah. Um, we took a week off in between recording. We had an episode banked before, and now we don't. So this is the fresh current fresh events. We're recording live from New York. It's Saturday night. <laughs> what? I've always wanted to be on this. Uh, <laughs> I own it. I'm Toonces. <laughs> oh, yeah. The cat who Classic. drives cars. I'm Brian Fellows. Oh, Safari Planet. Yeah. We're recording on St. Patrick's Day. It's St. Patrick's Day yeah. for the listener so they know mm-hmm. what sort of mood is in the air. We're emotionally green. We're drinking green beer. Yeah. I dyed my pubes green. Yeah, that's right. I'm dressed like a sexy leprechaun, it but burns. I'm wearing the costume backwards. So and the so beard my is on. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, nice. We have a returning guest, a friend, a wonderful human being, a comedian, a writer. It's Ronald Dario. Hello. Hi, Hello, how's Jessica. It going, Hello, friends? Alicia. Speaking of sexy leprechauns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's me. On one side, I'm dressed up as a sexy leprechaun. On the other side, I'm snakes being chased away. Ooh historical mm, getting both <laughs> both sides of it i love it you're like yeah. let's celebrate the true reason for the season yeah and the current true reason for the season because things can change things are allowed to change yeah like snakes yeah. are an ever-present threat was it was that an actual <laughs> that thing or is, am i just remembering the simpsons no it's, no, for, it's for real it's right yeah that's oh, okay. what you are correct that's what saint patrick is memorialized for Can- canonized is that what, when, you become a saint? when you become a saint, they shoot you out of a cannon. Yeah. Right into oh, God's uh, I arms. I don't know that it's called, Jessica. I'm so uh, sorry. As soon as you said canonized, I thought about popes. Yeah. Just thinking they, about they being those, popized. those hot, the hot young pope. Oh, um, those young popes. <laughs> oh. oh, man. That pope show. <laughs> We're so horny right off from the top. Sexy yeah, leprechauns, that's... hot young popes. Yeah. Snakes. Mm. I hadn't mm. thought about that for at least a week. Yeah. Dude Law walking down the beach. I've never seen it. It's real weird. I think he would like the weirdness. Yeah. I tend to like whenever a TV show gets religious, I'm kind of like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching. Do either of you two watch Killing Eve? Yep. Yep. Yes. Seen it. Have you seen any of the current fourth season that's airing now? I haven't yet. There's a bit of a religious vibe and I'm like, I really want to be on board. I love Sandra O oh a lot. And I like, I like everyone on that show, but they're going heavy on the religious sort of like iconography. I don't want to give too much away, but I'm like, let's hope this is a short arc and not a season long. Cause it just sort of like when it gets thrown in there in season four, it feels a bit like what? Or season three? It seems like there's a season four that I was not aware of that just launched. Yeah, it just started. I think that I watched the third episode last night. So well, now I understand why it was being like advertised to me. And I was like, I've already seen uh, it. That's, <laughs> that's amazing because season three ends with such a cliffhanger. They all do. It just always ends on such a high. Yeah. Well, Jessica, I mean, you've really turned my week around. I Thank accomplished you. something today. You know what? I woke up very late today and I like moved from What's the- very late for the listener and maybe your friend Alicia who wishes she also was in bed until this time? Almost what time was 1 it? p.m. I think it was 12.45. What's like an average though for you? Like 11? No- noon. Okay. So you slept not, in a little. Not great. But I moved from the bed to the couch and then I had breakfast and I was like texting with my mom because her cat is doing some strange litter things and I managed to convince her to take the cat to the vet yeah and it was like I looked at you know I I was like okay it's like 1 30 and I was like I accomplished something today and Jay was like oh what'd you do and I was like I convinced Lorna to take Smokey to the vet it felt like something that's a lot of work yeah that's important too and I was like why the hell am I the one who's like, this is not even my cat. I've never I owned a cat. I think sometimes people need to know, they need a second opinion to like, yeah, that's make true. that, especially yeah. around vet visits. I find that like, 
people second guess and I I try not to second guess although sometimes I do and it I would out. err on the side of being overly cautious I think yeah. that is yeah if you can afford it because otherwise I would just be nonstop second guessing being like did I make the right decision is my animal in pain and they can't tell me like they don't mm. they, they can't do that so that was my big thing I accomplished today <laughs> great yeah persuading a boomer it's not easy it's not not at all you did what everybody's tweets couldn't do oh Mm. wow so Mm. i have made twitter obsolete is what you're saying yeah Yeah, you shut it down thank you so much we're finally free free. this weight has been lifted when you think about like how long we've all been on social media now, it's like so crazy yeah how much of my life has been wasted since 2008 yeah. Whenever I whenever I get one of those like it's our ten year anniversary thing from a social media thing, I just get so I know violently depressed. I know, <laughs> like, like I just hide all notifications of this sort forever, infinitely. Yeah. Please, mm-hmm. never again. Yeah, I think like now that it's like in the teens of years, it's like oh oh no, that's a person I could have a complex conversation with, like a thirteen year old, a fourteen year old. That's like someone who oh, understands, yeah. you know current events and that's what my tweets are they're 13 year olds takes on current events yeah well all my tweets are about as good as that probably <laughs> <laughs> no it's all about turning pee into poo basically hot teen takes mm-hmm. hot teen takes <laughs> click here to find out more <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's bad i don't i don't really go on twitter anymore though yeah it's still my preferred but i'm most addicted to instagram I think I like pictures more. So Instagram is just where Mm. I wind up. And the algorithm knows just to push animals and stuff that we like and very satisfying things like a collage being finished or a bunch of paint being dropped into a bucket. Oh, (laughs) that is satisfying. I do like bright colors, swirly things, wiggly things. Those are all good. And like Twitter is mostly just like people talking about how bad everything is, which like is valid. I'm not saying that no one should. But it's like harder to find happiness there for me personally. I think on Instagram, you can shield yourself more from opinions that are real garbage. Yeah. Where on Twitter, like if somebody is like even like looked at something or it's a suggested post, you're going to get a real eyeful of some bullshit. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, it's a big trash heap. Mm -hmm. That's my porn name. And it's also (laughs) a mirror. So... (laughs) I already feel like a trash heap. I don't want to be looking at myself as the trash heap, you know? Show me some baby goats, please. 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 <laughs> when is baby goat season? Do you know? Is it just spring? I think it's spring. Yeah, that makes the most sense. I need to see some baby goats this year, IRL. It needs to happen. I'm going to track them down. You can do it. I believe in you. Yeah. That should be an app, like find baby animals in your area. Yeah. Do baby goats have a special name? Kids. Oh, is it kids? I think it's yeah. kids. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because whenever someone's like, don't call children kids, that's a baby goat. And it's like, okay, go back to having sex with your dictionary, please. <laughs> oh, Sir. I like it. <laughs> so dry. The pages are so thin. It's like a million little paper cuts. That's what I'm into. Just make sure you have lots of polysporin because, ow. And super glue. And super glue, yeah. Have you ever tried that um, alternative band-aid that's like liquid skin that you just like paint on? I've tried it, Was yeah. Was it like popular a long time ago? Is it still popular? I think I they still know. use it. I'm probably mostly at like hospitals and stuff like that, but. I think it's yeah. like fast, yeah. Yeah. It creeps me out, though. It's a really weird feeling. It feels like you've been like varnished like you're a table now and like this part of you is like shiny and smooth and then you're like i feel right (laughs) yeah i should have always been a table i think i found myself i want some chairs around me now Mm, yeah tuck in under me (laughs) (laughs) bang your knees on the side of me and scream out in pain (laughs) i don't know that's what you're into eh? i'm a big oak table i don't know i don't Uh know enough about wood um Oh my gosh, I just remembered a retail nightmare though, talking about wood. That reminded me. Anyway, speaking of... That could be the new segment, talking about wood. Talking about wood. The name of this podcast, as we all know, is Retail Nightmares. We love to start with a guest. Ronald, do you have anything fresh, old? 
I have a pretty fresh retail nightmare. Oh, a nightmare. Uh, Let's hear it. That's yeah. Great. Those are my favorite, to be honest. It's really, yeah, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty recent one. Um, I was, uh, I was working on Friday, was, but uh, the the Thursday, the most recent Friday, the Thursday mm-hmm. before the provincial order happened where, um, to lift the mask mandate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so busy on Thursday that I did not read and I did not know that the mask mandate was happening. It happened fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like at midnight tonight, it's over. And we're like, yeah. huh, what? <laughs> yeah. So I had no idea. And I I woke up on a Friday morning to go to work. And I work at a place where thousands of people uh, walk through the place. But I remember I woke up, I got on the train uh, like I normally do. And I and I was starting to realize like slowly that a lot of the people on the train weren't wearing masks. Oh, wow. And part of me was just clocking it and being like, huh, maybe I just rolled the dice and I got into the, the car with like a bunch of people who weren't going to be wearing masks. Uh, and I was walking towards work and the majority of people weren't wearing masks. I'm like, OK, people are outside. And yeah. I was still like pushing it down. And it started to feel more and more surreal as the yeah. as I was walking towards work. And I got to work and I started to see like a decent amount of employees not wearing masks uh, where that is like definitely not the usual. And yeah. so my brain started to try to do math, but I guess because I didn't know at all. <laughs> and it was started to feel like what it started to feel a little bit like when you're having a dream or a nightmare where like the dream yeah. logic comes in. And so my brain was like trying to like do that. So I think <laughs> part of me was already feeling like I was like sleeping and this was a dream or a nightmare. And then I got onto the computer and I just saw that the it, on our like on our main internet thing, the top thing was like mask mandate lifted. And so I was like, Oh no. So it was like that part of the, of the nightmare or the dream where you like, you realize that you're at the premise of whatever is going to happen. Yeah. And, but you can't wake up from it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. part of it was like, Oh no, this has to be a, for a few seconds. But I think my brain was like, this has to be a dream. And you're going to wake up. Cause you would have known it would, they would have given you more notice than this. That would have been nice. It's strange that your workplace didn't send out a message saying we are, or aren't going to keep wearing masks. Yeah, I think maybe I think maybe it just happened so fast. I I saw that they had posted about it in the intranet like on the Thursday before, but I had I wasn't there working on the Thursday, so I, I'm just guessing that it didn't get up to whoever would normally blast out an email in the morning. Mm. Uh, I about meant it. that like my work, even though like the mask mandate was dropped, you still have to wear a mask when you enter the building. Oh, so like they're not ready to unmask. Me neither. <laughs> Yeah, but it, throughout the, so I was um, worried about it, and throughout the day, I think it was it was also just because people were confused as to what to do. So I noticed sure. that most of the staff who and some people who weren't wearing masks earlier in the day started wearing masks again. I think. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they put them back on because I think maybe some of them were even preemptively were like, I don't want somebody without a mask to be mad at me, so I'm going to just not wear a mask right now. <laughs> But when they started seeing other people who were continuing to wear a mask, they decided like, oh, I can do it and I can feel safer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's weird how we're scared to wear them. Yeah. I do feel a little bit of that myself. Yeah, I definitely do. I feel very self-conscious about having one on, especially in a busy area where everybody else is not. And yeah, um, yeah the rest of the day felt I just kept on anticipating somebody being mad at me. Yeah. Uh, whether yeah, it was yeah. like, uh, yeah. Uh, so that was the, the, my nightmare time, my retail nightmare time of that's recent like, history. That's real. That's a real life nightmare. <laughs> like it's, it's the biggest nightmare. Yeah. It was the Thursday that the press conference was held and it was like being lifted tomorrow. Like as of tomorrow, yeah. you don't have to. So Jay and I on that Thursday, we decided, I think the night before we were like, oh, let's go to this bakery in the morning for breakfast. We haven't been there in a really long time. And it's kind of close to us like it's within walking distance um but we hadn't been there in a really long time we hadn't dined in at the cafe since before the pandemic we'd normally like grab like a waffle from there and just walk to a nearby park and eat at a little picnic bench or we'd take it home and eat it but we I think I probably got busy doing errand type stuff before we left and so by the time we got there we were like starving and it was really cold outside so we're we're like what do we think like should we it would be too cold to go to the park and like we'd be starving by the time we walk back home and there was no one in the cafe at all, like not a single person dining in. So we're like, yeah, let's just dine in. And so we were doing it and we were like, wow, okay. Like, and it still felt like 
we were being radical and like this, even though everything was fine and every single person coming in was wearing a mask and no one was complaining and all the staff were wearing a mask and we would put on a mask if we went up to go get something from a shared area. But then we saw on our phones that the mask, the mandate was being lifted the next day and we're like, wow, it's good that we did this today. The last possible day we would feel at all somewhat normal about doing it, even though we didn't feel really normal at all. But it was like, huh? Like, so, so fast. Time is wiggly. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely did not feel, it just feels not good. And we'll find out what happens in the next few weeks, but it's not looking good numbers wise and variant wise. So what happens once you've taken all of the mandates away? They get to come back. It's just going to be a nonstop fun. Will they, won't they? I guess so. Mm -hmm. Building sexual tension with our own. Uh, mortality. Um, <laughs> the Jim and Pam of our safety. Yeah. Will mm. they die? Will they fuck? Oh. <laughs> Fucking is just staying alive, I guess. Um, wow. Coming to some real deep realizations on this, <laughs> this episode, y'all. Yeah, it's a weird time. I went to a really big show also this week, which I was feeling weird about anyway, because it was at like such a large venue. And I had not been to any shows, let alone one at a larger size venue. Then it happened right as soon as the mask mandate was lifted. And it was strange, but just have to like shut off that part of your brain and be like, just focus on the music that you paid all this money to see. Yeah, Um, I'm glad that you went. It looked amazing. It was great. I'm glad I did, too. Like it felt very special. But it was also like the band, the band that I went to go see, I went to go see Sparks and like they're two uh, older brothers, they're 76 and 73. And even though the mask mandate is being lifted, it seems like everywhere they made a, like a post on all their social media being like, we, we know that you don't have to, but like, we want to, we want to be able to continue this tour and for everyone who bought tickets, like across North America to be able to attend it and have this shared experience. So like, if you could wear a mask, like we would really appreciate it. And so I was like, if these two legends who are like very skeletal, frail looking septuagenarians uh, requested of me, I shall like, of course. But then like the fact I know that, you know, not everybody follows them on social media, but the fact that maybe only, I don't know, 30% of the people there were wearing masks. I was like, don't you want to be able to do this again? Yeah. <laughs> like a weird disconnect. Anyway, we don't have to keep talking about this. I feel like it's a bit of a um, bottomless pit of despair. I'm sorry for opening it. No, <laughs> That's my favorite thing. Don't apologize. Yeah, don't apologize. Also, it's like it is uh, our reality. So, yeah, you don't have to apologize. And also, like your story was amazing. And mine was just like, and another thing and another thing and another thing all bad. <laughs> I loved it. I loved every part of both of your stories. If anyone doesn't know the band Sparks and they're curious, uh, check them out or hit me up and I will tell you where to start because it's daunting. They're daunting. They have a huge catalog. Yeah. Tell me where to start. Send me a message. Number one in heaven. Number one song in heaven. Their album from 1979. I think Perfect. that's a good entry <laughs> point. If you like the Donna Summer song, I Feel Love, you will like that album they're both and i'm gonna love it produced by Giorgio Moroder. yeah they have 26 albums which i listened to all of in the week leading up to the show to prepare myself and two movies so it was like 20 hours worth of and i made a spreadsheet and i rated every song like a Ah. maniac uh yeah they have over 300 songs and i'm like why did i what is wrong with me (laughs) well there's nothing wrong with you no I've just never done anything like that before. It's your Marvel Cinematic Universe. Essentially, Mm. yeah. It's just as vast and exhausting, (laughs) but not as popular, I guess. Alicia, what about you? Do you have a retail nightmare? I have a retail dream. Oh, nice. We need some of those. So former guest Jade Lake was in town. Oh. She was here for some training with work and she was here from, I think she arrived on a Sunday and she left Tuesday Mm -hmm. and we made plans to meet for dinner and we did uh she works for a chain of fancy hotels and we booked dinner at one of the restaurants and she uh gets a very generous discount of 50 percent so like very like very lucky to benefit from her uh wonderful job 
And she knew the chef really well. They had worked together. And so we had five-course meal prepared for us that wasn't on the menu. Whoa. And um, got to catch up after we hadn't seen each other at all during the pandemic. And the last time we saw each other in person, she reminded me when it was. And I couldn't believe how long ago it had been. It had been more like three years. And it was wonderful to catch up. We've known each other since uh, 2000. And um, I, of course, like on the way there, I worked all day. Work has been kind of busy and it's a nice place. So I can't wear what I'm wearing. So I get dressed up and then I got off at the wrong, just the wrong door, not even the wrong stop and became so overwhelmed with like COVID related shut-in anxiety that I almost just turned around and got back on the train. Oh. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I was like, I don't have to walk like six extra streets now. And I'm scared and I don't know. I don't think I'm interesting. Um, oh. It was just a, like a lovely evening and one of the other chefs like prepared something just for us to try. And wow. and then the, um, the server who's worked for the hotel for, I think, 20 years. Also wonderful. And just having this very warm, we've all worked in customer facing roles, a kind of luxurious experience and special, but it also felt like very casual and, and that they were also enjoying it and catching up with an old friend and being out and having a two whole drinks uh was very it was lovely like it was such a a lovely kind of magical night and it was cold and crisp outside and it was beautiful and i really i cherished every moment and the food was so so wonderful wow i ate a really big anchovy at one point and it was delicious and then i saw a funny uh, meme about fancy chefs just opening cans of anchovies and putting them on toast and everyone being delighted. And I'm like, that was me. (laughs) That was me. I was delighted by it. So delighted. So yeah, it was really lovely. What's the difference between a sardine and an anchovy? One bigger? Uh, I think they're, I don't know if they're like a same fish, one smaller, one bigger. Okay. Um, But I think that they taste different. Okay. Yeah. Anchovies are very potent in comparison to sardines, right? This one that I had though... It wasn't so like, it wasn't like a filleted anchovy where it's like really Um, briny and fishy, like for Caesar salad or, mm -hmm. or pizza, which I also enjoy. It it was maybe a little bit more like mild, like a sardine. Oh. Yeah. It was a little bit fleshier. A fleshier taste. I, Mm -hmm. cause someone gave me a couple cans of sardines and I realized that I was thinking that they were anchovies until I like put them in my cupboard and I was like, what the fuck do you do with the sardine? <laughs> like, I don't know. They're really nice. Like, but they're, I find like, I like them, but I can only have one or two. Mm. I once gave one to a cat, which was really fun. Yeah. I was going to uh, say like, like I need to, very much. to go over to like Ronald's house and befriend all his cats. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cat was delighted. I was delighted. It was wonderful. Yeah. They're also really healthy and apparently quite sustainable. If you're looking for a better, more sustainable seafood. fish. Yeah. Seafood. Yeah. It's who knows. I, I mean, they were free. So I was just like, I'll take them so they don't go in the garbage like they're. Yeah, that sounds like an amazing meal. Like, I don't think I've ever had a meal like that. But especially at this point, after such a a long spell of not being able to have. Yeah, it was really special happenings like that. That sounds uh, a delight. A few years ago, maybe this was the last time I saw Jade. It has to have been the, the last or second to last, but. We went to see a comedy show. She came into town and we got a room at uh, her hotel chain. And when we got back from seeing the show, which we left early, and they had dog sat Hank for us at the lobby so we oh. could go to the show. Then we ordered steaks to the room and sat in our bathrobes and watched TV and ate steak frit and had like desserts. And it's also like so great when you get the bill. <laughs> and... uh Staff so, discount. It, yeah, it feels like that. I, that my favorite IKEA commercial when the woman's running out with her bags and she's like, "Start the car, start the car," because she feels like she committed a crime. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. really feels like that when the bill comes. You're like, "Okay, that's great, thank you." I just imagine when you describe like eating steak in a hotel room in your robe while watching TV. I'm like, that's Tony Soprano. Like, you yeah, were- I mean, yeah. I've got a little bit of that in my. My DNA, for sure. Some Tony Soprano cosplay with Jade, I think. (laughs) Yeah. I think of both of us because we come from kind of, yeah, I think it's never not special. 
to yeah. have those experiences. And I love that she's on board for it. And I've only ever had meals like that when it, you know, it's a work thing and mm. you don't see the bill. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, it was, it was really lovely, but the company was certainly the best part. The company that she works for. <laughs> yes, that's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> the corporate. Uh, Jade, and not you. No. Yeah, like it, this, like, yes. Anytime with friends now is, or family, or even like someone being nice to me is just so great. <laughs> yeah, it's magical. Yeah. And you're like, am I dreaming right now? It's just like, mm-hmm. it's the, it sounds like the exact opposite of Ronald's nightmare of the. <laughs> oh, yeah. The mask thing. Like you two, like these are very perfect examples of nightmares and dreams. I also have a funny thing that happens to me every time I go to a Mac store. Like the cosmetic store? No, the corner store. Okay. I think it's called Circle K now. Yeah. And I was going to get, yeah, I was right near your place, Jessica, actually like pretty close, you know, within like a 10 minute walk. I know the one. And I realized I hadn't had any water and I went in and I was like, are you going to buy a bottle of water, Alicia? Like, who are you? And uh, so then I bought this iced tea that I really like. And I was really happy. And then I went, whenever I go to Circle K, I end up behind like the sweetest senior trying to connect with the staff and unaware that there's like a, a huge line forming behind them while they pick their lotto numbers. Oh and it's gosh. every, it's every time I ever go into that <laughs> store. It must be a real hot spot for lottery tickets. And then I'd got my like $3.80 iced tea which was like I was so excited and I went to this I went to an allergist to have allergy tests and I was like after this I get to have my delicious iced tea can't wait it's gonna be so good and I left it there and I was too fucking embarrassed to go back so yeah that sucks I can go back and (laughs) Uh, ma'am we're calling (laughs) the police Uh, how was the allergist that's uh that's big it was good. Um, Do you get a scratch test? Yeah, I got a scratch test, and I'm very allergic to dust mites. Me too. Yeah, Me too. so that's my only like true allergy that yeah. I. Ah. She said I could come back and get tested for cedar or whatever, but I didn't have any pollen allergies that they detected. So it makes Lucky. sense that throughout the year I have these allergy situations and nothing to link them to. I'm allergic to my house. Yeah, that's yeah. Like- for me, I only have myself to blame because I could be dusting more and vacuuming more. And yeah. I'm like, whoops. But also, I did a really I deep clean do that. <laughs> right before that appointment for like a well overdue one and noticed like, oh, yeah, I do feel better. But I like I can't imagine anyone not being allergic to that because it's like you could That's just what I asked. breathe said in no. dust and it feels fine and you don't like sneeze and have to blow your nose. It's the dust mites that we're allergic yeah. to. Yeah. And yeah. that's not everyone is. And then she gave me a lot of prescriptions, including a pill I can take every day for three years. And after three years, I have three years protection from dust mite allergies. But then what? after three years, I have to take three more years of that pill. Or Whoa. I can get shots for a year. Oh, yeah. And have protection for five years. But then you but have to go every a, week. A big dust mite. I was like, I think I'll just yeah. vacuum and take this nose spray. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. I was good because I had been kind of concerned about eggs and oh. um, yeah, oh. and dairy. And it just thinks that I've been like correlating my stuffiness with eating ice cream with actually just being allergic to dust mites. Whereas you were probably treating yourself to ice cream after you did a big clean of your apartment. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm going to like slowly try and eat a little bit of cheese and stuff and see how I feel. Oh, I know Enjoy. I want it back. Should we do a segment? Jessica, did you, was that your story? The waffle story? I guess. I don't, I was going to tell a story about a piece of wood, but now I'm like, this is not going to top either of your stories. <laughs> it's just a story about a piece of wood. I've, I mean, I've been on, I can save it for next week because I have another one from Facebook Marketplace. Oh, I mean, okay. I can tell it very quickly about yeah, a piece of wood good. because I have a, like this old Ikea shelf that I want to replace. And I was like, I can make my own shelf. And then I remember the reason why everyone buys Ikea stuff is because it's affordable. Um, And the one piece of wood I bought was $60. And uh, it was two inches longer than we needed it to be. So they do free cuts at this place that we went to. And then the guy 
asked us like 10 times what we wanted it. It was like a 48 inch piece of wood. And we were like, we need it 46. And he kept being like 52. Right. And I was like, you're not going to be able to find 52 (laughs) inches on a 48. Uh, And then he made the cut and it was like the worst cut I had ever seen in my life. And Jay as well, like Jay's a retired carpenter. He was a finishing carpenter for 12 years. And like, I haven't used a saw since I was in university, but I can still tell if something is even. It was like he hadn't cut it all the way through it with one cut. So it was like the end was like on two levels. Uh. This is mortifying. And he had also obviously like chopped it too fast or something because it was like splintered. And we were he was like, here you go. As if like he had just done us this big favor and we were both just like. Uh, and we like couldn't even say anything so we just had to leave and then we were both like that's like a really bad cut right and jay was like it's like comically bad like it's so bad like it looks like it's a step it's just funny and i was just like what is did he work there yeah he did okay <laughs> so he's wearing like a badge or something he for sure worked there he rang us through he held it was like he rang you through yeah oh my gosh oh it wasn't just the cosplayer who was just like really want to live it. That's his kink. He just wants to fuck up beautiful pieces of wood. I hate it when you try to do something and the right way he comes in and just is like, mm, I'm going to make this harder for you. And honestly, I was even questioning, like, do we really need this piece of wood two inches shorter? Like, it's probably fine if not. So Jay just had to sand this piece for a lot on our balcony until the it looked like it was cut right Anyway, this is my big wood nightmare. Yeah, I mean, it is a nightmare, and I'm glad you told it. Yes. <sighs> Thank you, Tree. For, Thank you, for Tree. Dying for my sins. I love you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yes. Look at the Irish to you. Um, I was yeah. with, okay, sorry, this just reminds me not a retail nightmare, if anything, a St. Patrick's Day dream. I was oh. with a uh, former guest, S.A. Atawo, today, and we were crossing the street. There was a guy on a bike who was, like, getting ready to turn, but then there was, like, he thought it was going to turn green, but then there was, like, a an advance, and so he had to wait. But so S.A. Just, was just like, not yet, buddy. And she's like, you got to be safe. And he's like, I live my life on the edge. Like, how else oh. do you know you're li- alive or something? But I swear to God, and I don't, want to like be making judgments about this guy but i think he might have been a leprechaun <laughs> he had like oh. a, a big red beard and he was kind of slight and he had like a little look of mischief in his eye and i he was like hmm. did we just get like a saint patrick's day miracle happen there were no snakes i didn't see any snakes around him i don't think the leprechauns hang out with the snakes no there's not, true. It's not there's in not, any, there's nothing to do with each other. Yeah. Wow. My Irish ancestors are uh, cursing me from hell. They didn't, don't, they're not. No. Of course not. Maybe, they're not Maybe in you're hell. digging into something in the Irish collective consciousness of a story of leprechauns and snakes that have never been told to the rest of us. Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe we should make a movie about it called Leprechaun. Leprechaun 69, uh, the snake and ink. <laughs> That's snakening. Yeah, I don't really celebrate St. Patrick's Day, but it felt like that was the most festive thing I did was talk to a bearded, redheaded stranger. I'm jealous. Yeah, and SA also kind of saved him from uh, biking into oncoming traffic. So I was like, I think you just saved his life. Which <gasps> yeah, it sounds like it, everybody was at the right place at the right time. Yeah, so... Yeah. He was came through the portal at the bottom of the rainbow. It was a three-way love connection. We saw his pot of gold. <laughs> Mm. And our faces melted off. Okay. I was going to wonder how protective he was of that pot of gold. Yeah, he was wearing a helmet, but nothing protecting the pot of gold down there, okay. if you know what I mean. <laughs> what do you think a, like, a helmet for people's genitals would be called? A basket. A basket? Okay. <laughs> that, let's go with it. Yeah. Sounds very British, like that the, they would call it a it's basket. A basket. It's the it's basket. I guess there's a, it's just there, it already exists. It's a jock strap. Yeah, our cup. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot all about that. It's been a yeah. long time since I thought about jock straps. <laughs> it's been a long time since I thought about crouches. Um, mm. Or what's it? A cod piece? That's like a, a cod piece. Fencing? A cod is piece like a is fencing? what just hides it, like a fonts piece. Oh, that yeah. was from Arrested Development. Yeah, French first season. Or whatever. Front piece, yeah. month's piece. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the architecture of protecting 
your external organs <laughs> endlessly fascinating. Yeah. And I get it. The one time I've been accidentally kneed in the crotch, horrifying. Yeah. It's like, I get it. I just what I'm saying, guys, is I get it. I've been kneed in the crotch and I get it. So you're you're an honorary balls haver. Yeah, the way that it happened, I was playing basketball and uh, I went to score a goal. And uh, <laughs> uh, we were playing on um, a bisexual team. There was boys and girls. Um, this <laughs> 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 has been sport chat. Um yeah, and like just accidentally, my friend jumped at the same time, but was much taller and just like rammed his knee oh. right up through the center of my body. Um, later, maybe two years later, we would make out on my deck. Well, he owed it to you, so. And I accidentally crushed his balls. Oh, um, I did not know turn. what I was doing. I did yeah, not know what I was doing. but that's like, that's beautiful. Thank you. Then he uh, turned into a real weirdo as an adult and found me online and I uh, blocked him. Oh. Not because he was being weird with me. Like, he's just turned into a real weird chap. Oh. Yeah. We'll always have the deck. Um, And each other's balls. That's right. Should we do a segment? (laughs) Sorry. This went into a weird... I don't know where that went. I'm I'm into it. I'm in a really weird place today. And I think that this is perfect for my brain. Yeah. And I think there needs to be more jockstrap history. And yeah, history. Yeah, this has yeah. been. Thank you, Ronald. A part of Thank our you. history, <laughs> Jockstrap <laughs> heritage moment. Should we do rest in peace? Yeah, let's do it. Rest in peace. Okay, so this is the segment that was gifted to us by former guest uh, Cam McLeod, in which. Uh, we apologize to produce or other grocery edible type items that we have unfortunately let uh, lapse in freshness under our ignorance mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to our watchful gaze. And we've ha- fortunately had to compost them or throw them out. And we just, we try and ask for forgiveness and like understanding. And that's, that's what the segment is. I don't know why I got so <laughs> sincere. So Ronald, do you have anything you would like to um, eulogize? Yes, I would like to uh, both apologize and also to uh, honor and cherish uh, another bunch of cilantro that uh, (laughs) I use a little bit of thing of it and then just let it melt into soup (laughs) in my fridge. It gets so like gelatinous. Yeah. And I just feel really mm. bad because when I'm picking up the cilantro in the store, I'm like, part of me is like, y- I'm, you're going to use all of the cilantro this time. But the other part of me at the exact same time is like, you're going to let, you're going to eat three little things of this. And then the rest of it is just going to slowly melt the way that uh, Jessica and Essie's faces did when they saw the pot of gold. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just like the Ark of the Covenant was open. Have you ever considered, this is not me trying to, uh, give you unsolicited advice Please but do. i i just saw this in the store today in the grocery store and i never thought of it but like getting one of those little like a little cilantro plant because then you can just like pinch off a couple sprigs of it at a time if you're not using it that much and then it'll just be like there on your windowsill or is that would that interact with your cats like would they i'm not sure it? i'm not sure we tried growing um green onion plants which we thought would be fine because they're so fragrant and mm-hmm. uh, have, have a very specific flavor but yeah the cats would just go for it really? um can they yeah. have onion i think they just barf like yeah. I, I yeah they with all of the plants that they end up eating they just usually puke uh pretty and then shortly they don't after. learn <laughs> yeah they, they don't learn they just like yeah. they like the beginning they like the rush of it and then they just puke it's like a teenager with malibu <laughs> they don't learn mm. they just keep going back <laughs> to the season i bought that tube of cilantro paste because i was curious about it and i thought oh this is gonna solve my cilantro problem but it's largely flavorless really oh. i was so disappointed yeah like fresh there's nothing that compares to fresh cilantro yeah did i tell you about my stepmom's hydroponic herb pot no but that sounds cool it's so cool she got it as a gift and they you can order them in canada and you order like little pods the pods go into these little pockets and herbs grow within days and it's self-watering and it's very clean and it's so beautiful and they always have fresh herbs that's so cool 
I will find it and send it to both of you, but I don't know how to, you would keep it away from a cat. We could probably figure it out, but. Yeah, if we put it up high, they are detectives when it comes to New any things. kind of plant. And yeah. also plastic. Our boy cat waker, he we call him Detective Plastic Chew because he will <laughs> he will find it in a drawer in the middle of a drawer where we push the plastic all the way to the back. He wow. will he will open the drawer. He'll spend hours opening a drawer just so he can get at that soft plastic and just chew at it. Honestly, I'm proud of him. Like that's impressive. Yeah, he is a detective. I wish I had that drive. Yeah, I wish, I wish I had that amount of like consistency at anything, <laughs> like determination. And yeah, I've never had any luck with growing those um, herbs at home just because I feel like the quality that you get in the grocery store ones are like, I don't know, they're used to a specific like greenhouse environment or something. And like, no matter how good I take care of it, I don't think they like the different... <laughs> climates in my home they also probably don't love just being like plucked and <laughs> some plant i think like if you're only using it sparingly like that it would be like almost like a pruning and it, i think it might even encourage more growth but like i couldn't keep a basil plant like that around because i just like every time i've bought one i've started eating it on the walk home <laughs> like a giraffe <laughs> oh mm, yeah so delicious and fresh yeah my my solution which is uh, not for normal people uh, like any other person than myself is that when it starts getting old, I just, it probably takes me like 10 minutes. It's so stupid, but I like trim off every little bit that's like gross or old. And then I like chop it up into tiny bits and I put it in the freezer and then I'll throw it in my next smoothie. But it's like, so it's so labor intensive. I don't expect any other person to do that. So I think it's fine to, compost a little bit or if you have a if you're friends with any rabbits they would they would take care of them for you <gasps> i wish yeah you can also just chop like clean it chop it dry it like between paper towels or whatever you use like clean dishcloths and freeze it as long as you get all of the air out of the bag it's supposed to be pretty good i just yeah. never get to that stage or some yeah. people i think put them like you can freeze them in oil like yep. in an ice cube tray oh. and then you just have it ready to like I feel like every time we talk about cilantro we give the exact same tip i know it, but, sorry <laughs> no no but i'm also like yes these are great ideas but my fr we don't do freezer that. is like full of frozen vegetables and fruits in case we run out of groceries again. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love cilantro. Just a shout out to, to all of us trying to get more cilantro. And also it's not expensive. So I'm always no. like, okay, like I'm going to buy this. I'm going to use it all and use the same amount and then discard it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a game changer for me. Sorry. I know I've probably given this info before also, but like putting it in a cup of water rather than just having it like in a bag. Yeah. Do you put it in the fridge in the cup of water? I do. Just yeah. I think yeah. that's the difference. I always leave it on the counter because my fridge can it's be full. cluttered. Yeah. I just don't have any counter space. Yeah. I went to the grocery store with SA today and she bought cilantro. And when we went home, I put it in a cup of water and put it in her fridge. And she was like, what? <sighs> like, what are you doing? My mind is blown. And I was like, only if you want to. I don't want to be the boss of your fridge. I don't want to micromanage your cilantro. But then she also tried to give me like half of her cilantro. And I was like, no, no, I have a, a full <laughs> bunch at home, please. I like my cilantro quota has already been met. It'd be so great if like everybody in the building split two bunches of cilantro every other week. <laughs> but then I'd have to meet my neighbors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, no, it could be done anonymously. It could just Ooh. be like a box. Yeah, somebody leaving a bunch of packaged cilantro at the Ooh. front and saying like, hey, clearly this is too much for one household. I would love mm -hmm. that. I would love yeah. that. Alicia, do you have anyone you'd like I've to? I've got some really good news. What? I am like, for the first time, don't have a rest in peace. Oh. Congratulations. Yeah, I am. Um, I do have a, f I'm so sorry to my combo spin story hmm. which is um i ignored my i have a really good compost bin but it's too big for me to use like i need to trade it with somebody who has a smaller one and it has a perfect seal on it and like really great filters so if something goes super bad in there like i don't know as long as i don't open it so instead of opening it and cleaning it i just was putting my compost in paper bags and taking it outside and ignoring <laughs> that this had to be cleaned oh, no. and then i had someone over yesterday and they're like where should i put my tea bag i was like should, should i put it in this compost bin i was like don't <sighs> open it oh no <laughs> like, 
I gotta like deal with that and it's gonna be a whole situation because there's paper towels in there uh tea bags and two banana peels and I'm not sure when I put them in there yeah uh, it wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad but I need to get a smaller smaller one all the like systems that we've created in our homes over the past two years that like make sense to us and are just like too hard to explain to a casual visitor who's just trying to, you know, be a good guest. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, fuck, I had not thought about you needing the compost. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it makes sense yeah. to you, like all the things that I haven't put away because, you know, I'm going to use them again. I use them again. But if people were coming over, I'd put them away every time and then take them out. And then I'm just like, oh, yeah, there's a whole area of my apartment that is just full of stuff that doesn't need to be. Yeah, like when I've had more people in the apartment, my wonderful neighbor needed to use the shower today because her shower broke and the plumber hadn't been able to fix it. And I was like, absolutely. Like, but you got to give me 20 minutes because I have to use Comet on my tub. Uh, It really is not ready for it's fine for me and my own grime. But uh, yeah, but now I've looked at my tub and I was like, that's great. Thanks for showering at my place. Well, sometimes it's also like good to have that motivation. But that's yeah. I would be freaked out if, I, if all of a sudden someone was going to come in with like 20 minutes notice or less. Yeah. Um, I just so happened to have had somebody else over yesterday. So my place is not an absolute disaster, which it usually is by Thursday, Friday of the week. Um, I think working a couple of days a week in an office will be beneficial for my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not for my brain or my health, but my apartment. Um, your soul. Jessica, did you have one? <sighs> I don't think I do. Yeah. Should we pepo? Yeah. Is it time? It's time. We usually like to start with the guest. I know you live with several puppos and they've, some of them have been puppos of the week before, but who's your puppo? My puppo of the week will be our, our new uh, friend, our new cat, Aeoli. Um, Yeah. I love mayonnaise. He's a, yeah, he's a nice little garlic mayonnaise boy. Um, (laughs) He's very cute. Uh, we adopted him a couple of months ago. He was a rescue cat. Um, he was rescued from the floods that happened a little like last year. So he was, he was wandering around and he's, um, he's feral, but in the way where he's just so scared of humans, um, he's scared of humans. He loves other cats. Oh, good. Yeah. So he, he's been trying to, he's following around our two other cats and, um, my partner's dad saw that happen and he just, Looked at it and he smiled and he said, it's like a little kid following a bigger kid around, oh, no. uh, which it 100% is like uh, he's getting braver and braver every day. He's starting to follow us. He wants to be around us. So he like sleep in the cat tree across from us. But if we if we get up, then he'll like shoot out of the room oh. uh, or he'll because our other cats love to sleep with us. He'll come and try to sleep with us, too. But the second that he hears us speak or like sees our hands move, he'll run. He'll like jump away. But he's trying his best and we can see that he really does like us. But I think a lot of that instinct and programming is still in him. So yeah, yeah it just takes time. It's only been three months. It can take a okay. while. But I bet by the end by the end of the year, things will be like very different. Yeah, I, I see a lot of change. That's wonderful. I love him. Yeah. And he's he's gray, right? He's sort of like. Yeah, white, he's gray. white and gray. Yeah, yeah. And he's very, mm-hmm. very, very fluffy. When he's walking around, it looks like his uh, bottom half has. It looks like he's wearing pajama bottoms, um, and he's and they're like loose fitting, so he he <laughs> kind of walks a little wiggly and weird. It's very Aww, cute. So he's he's, like, he's the puppa. He's a little sweatpant man. I love him. Yeah. Well, that's oh, a beautiful wonderful. story. I'm glad your family has another member. One of the, one of the cutest little households out yeah. there. And I'm just saying, if you ever want to send me any photos of any of your cats or if I know everyone who has like pets probably get self-conscious about like posting too much about them, but I'm like, it's truly, there's no, the limit does not exist. There's no, like, there's no number of cat photos that is too many, I think. Personally. Well, you've opened those floodgates. Yeah. I'm very self-conscious. I have so many pictures of them and I specifically, I'm like, oh, I think Jessica or like Kelly would love to see these, but I don't want to yeah. just spam them with no, so like, many pictures of my animals. We could I only a, want to see pictures of pets. Yeah, that's honestly like I watch a lot of my friends and people who I follow stories, but like it's not the same when you're like skipping over ads every few things and you're just like, give me the cats, give me the cute animals. Like this is what I want. So 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, if you ever want to share any, no pressure. <laughs> no, I will. Um, okay. <laughs> the two of you will uh, just expect a lot of just random cat photos whenever Please. I see one. And I'm like, oh, I think they would enjoy this one. Oh my gosh. We could make, we could make a group. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, yeah. Cause it's been so rainy lately. There really hasn't been a lot of, uh, I haven't had any cat encounters lately. Alicia, who's your puppo of the week? My puppo of the week is Hank. Um, he's the best. I love him so much. I cut his bangs on oh his side for him the other day because it was flopping over into his eye. And I don't know how to cut hair. I don't know how to cut dog fur. So from the side, you can just see like this huge chunk missing, but oh. it works. And um, my second puppo is I, I had to say goodbye to a puppo of the week. He has crossed over to Hamburger Heaven my neighbor's dog, Fergus. He's such a mm. lovely guy. We once had a sleepover. Um, he's one of the weirdest looking dogs I've ever met in my life and so beautiful. And he had an underbite and a ponytail. And he was so great with Hank. And uh, he will be missed in the hallways of this building and in my heart. He will continue to live forever. And Rest. I'm glad that I got to say goodbye. Yeah. Rest yeah. in peace, Fergus. Rest in peace, Fergus. R.I.P. Fergus. How about you, Jessica? I mean, I gotta go with Sparks. Sparks are my pup of the week. Mm -hmm. um, Ron and Russell Mail. Since I, I mean, they've been around, I think their first album they put out was 1971. So they've been doing this for over 50 years to like varying levels of success and reception. And they're just, they're adorable. They're so self-effacing and humble and this was the first time they'd ever played in Vancouver and they apologized profusely for like, not like they they live in LA, they're from LA and they're just like, why did it take us this long? We're so sorry. Like, you know, they were a bunch of dorks for like <laughs> not going from, you know, the three hours from Seattle to Vancouver. And I was just like, you don't have to apologize to me. Like you're larger than life. I love you. Um, and they like, after they did their encore, they, took a photo with the crowd and Jay and I were in the, and our friends were in the fifth row. So you can see our little <laughs> dorky masked faces. But then like after that, they like kept talking to everyone and kept like, it was just, they're very sincere. And like, it took them forever to leave the stage, which I've never seen at any sort of show before. Like it's usually pretty prompt and it's not drawn out, but you could tell that they really didn't want to leave the stage and they were just like uh. savoring every moment of it. And it was like, they were like moving in slow motion and they kept like turning back and it was just, it was very uh, surreal and magical. So thank you, Sparks. I love you. Please come back. Um, if you want to. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing that at age 76 or 73. Like it's very inspiring to yeah. see it uh, and done well. It's like, without any sort of compromises it's pretty pretty cool like everything's in the original key and they're not like shortening oh. things like everything still feels fresh and amazing so i know i'm biased but i went into it without high expectations and i was just so blown away so i love you sparks <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. And I also know they're not for everyone. So if you don't like sparks, that's okay too. I know they can be annoying. So can I. And that's enough talking about sparks for me. <laughs> what a great puppo. Very good puppos. Yeah. Aww. Thank you for sharing some little clips on your Instagram. It delighted me to see. Um, I don't know their names or who it was, but one of them was dancing. Russell. Yeah. And it was just brought me so much joy. I didn't understand that they were seniors. Yeah. Like I hadn't done the math. If I, you know, I, you have played their music for me before. I, I am very like minimally aware of who they are as artists, but somehow I had imagined them to be perhaps maybe in their 60s or late 50s. Yeah. Well, they also look really good for their age. Like, I'm pretty sure they've never really been like living the like rock and roll lifestyle of like yeah. hard drinking or drugs or partying. Like, they're pretty, they like post little workout videos on their Instagram <laughs> and like oh. they, they're very uh, humble and yeah, I think they just want to keep doing it for as long as they can. But like Ron, who's the older one, he's like truly skeletal. Like his pants are the tallest pants I've seen. Like they go so far, far <laughs> up. And Russell was wearing like neon 
yellow pants. It was amazing. Amazing. And a Hello Kitty brooch. Like, it was so oh, good. I love it. Very cool. Yeah. His fashion is amazing. Like, I could write a whole book about just his looks over the decades. But anyway, enough. I already said I would stop talking about it, and I was still talking about it. But this brings us to the end of our episode. Ronald, if people would like to come see you do comedy or if they want to follow you online, where and how can they do that? Uh, they could follow me online on Twitter and Instagram if they want to at, at Ronald Dario. Um, yeah, I'm there. Uh, if you're in the Vancouver area, I do two weekly improv shows now. So on Tuesdays, I perform with Little Mountain Improv at the Tightrope Theater. And yes, every Tuesday night. And on, on Saturdays, I have a new improv group um, that we just started playing together. And it's been very, very fun. And it's called Treat Show. And that's Saturday nights at the China Club. The China Cloud. China Club. <laughs> the China Club. <laughs> China Cloud. China Cloud. It feels like a little clubhouse, actually. And it those does. are both, yeah, our those are both on Main Street. Yeah. That's exciting. That's very exciting. Yeah. I also just found out, and this maybe is a very late retail dream, but I found out, uh, or we found out uh, at Little Mountain Improv this Tuesday um, that the corner store that used to, that was connected to LMG, they're mm-hmm. going to be opening on Main and Broadway, a new location. Amazing. Like right on the corner there. Oh, that's great. So it's close to Tightrope, where we perform. Uh, wow. To so get continues. our snacks before a show. Yeah. that's gonna Such a be, great place. That's going to feel surreal to be like... All those blocks down the street, but still going to the same yeah. place. I love that candy store, or I guess it's a <laughs> corner store. I just buy candy there. And I'm happy that they get a new location that's not going to have a giant crack in the floor. Yes. A hell mouth yeah. that continued to open wider yeah, and wider. It was a hell mouth. And there were demonic smells coming out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good for them. They deserve that. That's cool. I will probably break my streak of not buying any more candy and definitely buy some from there. They have a good selection. And drinks too. Snackland level, like imported, interesting, different flavors of things. Yeah. And then just like random things from Costco, they've separated to sell separately, which I also respect. I appreciate that. Yeah. I bought some toilet paper there and I can't remember what we were out of at Little Mountain. The second to last show was like hand soap. Mm-hmm. Maybe toilet paper was running a bit low, although I find that hard to believe because they're so good about that. But anyways, whatever I bought, these two like very inexpensive household items, I wasn't thinking because everything's very affordable there snack wise. We're like twenty dollars. <laughs> I laughed out uh-huh. loud. It was very funny. I was like, oh, okay, like this is where they're making the money. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good to have that option, you know. That place is great. It makes me so happy that Tightrope Theater is working out and that also that store didn't lose its business because we love that place. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. That's a great update, Ronald. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. All good news. Alicia, do you have anything to plug? Not really. You can just buy my book um, and you can follow me on Twitter if you like. How about you, Jessica? I will plug our Patreon if you are... Uh, real money bags. If you have a pot of gold at the mm-hmm. end of your rainbow, if you are a benevolent leprechaun, uh, you can support us on Patreon. Absolutely no pressure to do so. We've got all sorts of bonus stuff up there. Uh, bonus episodes, music, pictures, discussions, all sorts of stuff. Uh, or if you want to buy some merch, like a tote bag designed by excellent artist Chris Von Sombathy, you can go to our merch shop, which is retailnightmares.bigcartel.com. And other than that, eh, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, respect the snakes in your environment or drive respect them out. The snakes. <laughs> Depending yeah. on if they're invasive or not, I guess. Yeah. How are you going to be respecting a snake this month? Just ask yourself that and reflect on that quietly. That's what I have to plug. (laughs) Get back to us on that. Yeah. Uh, Ronald, Jessica, it's always a joy. Our listeners, uh, we love you so much. And yeah, same old, same old. Take care of yourself and uh, eat cookies. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Or chips or like a baked potato you made in the microwave. Or snakes. Or snakes. I don't. I mean, if I guess, I'm sure lots of people do. I hear it tastes like chicken, but I've never yeah. 
Perfect. Well, the chicken doesn't taste Take. like anything either. Like, I mean, that's not, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the chicken. <laughs> that seems very disrespectful for um, everything you do for us. We just lost but, so many followers. I know. Our big okay, chicken bye. audience. Oh, no. Okay, oh, bye. No. Okay, we love you all. Thank you again for being our guest, Ronald. We love you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for spending time with me. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Anytime. Mwah, 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 mwah. Mwah, 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 mwah. Bye. Mwah, 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 mwah. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>